Welcome to Wednesday's podcast, Royal Ascot. This is a flat racing guru. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at flat racing guru UK and ask to follow. Uh, if you want the website, it's james wiley.com. Or if you want to listen to this podcast, it just go to any podcast and type in flat racing guru UK. And obviously, you're listening to it anyway, so it'll be on Anchor or. Um, Spotify and all those places, I Apple and stuff like that. Right, we're concentrating on Wednesday uh, at Royal Ascot. There's two two-year-old races. That's the Queen Mary and at five thirty-five. You've got the Windsor Castle. Uh, so we'll start off at the two thirty race. Um, an interesting two-year-old race. Um, we've got an American horse. Um, from Wesley Ward. Uh, obviously, we, I, I'm not. I'm not sure that we can actually rate their horses because um, they're given speed figures. Now I can transfer speed figures in the states to British um, handicap ratings. I can do that for you. Say when it comes to the Breeders' Cup, because I wouldn't rely on UK ratings um, for these American horses when they come over. But what is they haven't been rated yet, so. We're just you, they're just sort of guesses on the ratings. Well, I think Love Reigns is is it's not the hundred to be honest with you. I think it is a fast horse. Love Reigns it is a fast horse, but I don't think it's got a hundred rating. It did win easily last time at Keeneland, five and a half furlong over Rivka on the firm, but you know that them races I you know that I don't think they're as strong as our races. Uh, our five furlongs to be honest with you at Keeneland. Um, obviously it's it's pedigree on the bottom um is pretty much European so it's obviously quite decent you know and he obviously knows Wesley Ward knows what he needs to bring here so it's definitely got a chance um I have got it like first second or third so you know it's um but as I say I don't think it's um should be the favorite I think number three dramatized should be the favorite easily I think that's the best horse in the race. Um, what it is, it's drawn 17 as well. I'm not sure what's, how the draw's going to play out. That's my only quandary. Because I think if Love Reigns goes um, fast from drawn 5, that's a low draw. And there's loads of pace in this race. I've had a look at this race. And uh, and if you want to have a look at all of my uh, pedigree beef from this 2-year-olds, just go to, to my 2-year-old archives and have a look at the bottom I've got all of the races and the pedigrees and my comments, but that I've done myself. It's lot, lot, I mean, it's a lot of study. I mean, it takes absolutely ages to do, um, to go through all the pedigrees to every unraced horse for the first three months of the season, the two-year-old season, and it's all on. Um, I put it on the page, but it's all on um, my YouTube channel, Flat Racing Guru UK, and just look at the two-year-old um, pedigree briefs. And just go down them slowly and you can read it's an absolutely brilliant source to get winners for um i don't know why more people don't use it because if you just go through that or spend a couple of hours through that you'll get fine loads of winners and then in within the week from horses that's in them pedigree briefs of what i've said um it's a very good source so anyway this is a lot this, this race has a fast pace to it um so I was thinking, I tipped a horse last time at York, if you remember, I tipped Yasat in the in the York meeting, the big York meeting, 
and Yasat led. Um, I don't think it was necessarily on the best side of the trap because sometimes they, they morph to the low. Um, sometimes it shoots a high draw, sometimes it shoots a low draws at York. Um, but he, he was, number, that's number 21, Yasat, trained by uh, Carl Burton, ridden by Clifford Lee. Now he led the, the field, he had them absolutely beat. Uh, but what happened is he had, was a bit keen in pillow talk, which was his stable companion, come and got him on the line. But th those two horses were clear of the rest. Um, the, the other horses just couldn't get into the race. Now, I was thinking in this race, we've got this American horse from Wesley Ward, who is going to go close, let's be honest. Um, it's a very fast horse. Um, and if he leads this you know, if 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 if, if um, Love Reigns leads the race from the low draw, um, that's going to suit our horse. Um, yeah, sat down to the ground. He's going to get a toe into the race instead of being keen and having to lead. You know, so that American speed is going to take him into the race. In this race, often you get it. Wesley Ward will have a horse leading the race, and it'll get done late on. They always get done late on off a UK or Irish horse. That that's you know staying on just at the end but now the ground's really fast so um the the front runners i are going to stay there according to me so i think yasat it'll get a little bit of a toe off love reigns love reigns might stay there he might win the race uh, and now we've got to look at the other side of the thing dramatized now dramatized does like to get a get a lead but he, ha he has got a bit pace so and there's a lot of pace as well on the other side on high draw so dramatized could sort of merge in from halfway and um sort of get into the front front um you know into the front of the the line with um love reigns and yasat so there'll be yasat love reigns there'll be other horses there in the front as well it's just what lasts out longest but i think um yasat and dramatized have got the best or the best horses uh, ratings wise so I think um, there's other horses I put here, which have I put, um, I put Maria Branwell on 113, all the time, which is the Royal Ascot Racing Club, that's a big price, uh, that could improve mind, and the the other horse I thought was very, very interesting, because he's not bred, uh, on the top he's bred, but on the bottom it's all stamina, this is that's Queen of Doville, now I thought this horse was very interesting, if they do go a very, very fast pace, which I'm like, half of these horses just are bred to burn rubber so um i thought queen of doville i mean look at the bottom of his pedigree it's all stamina um it's all stamina to mile and mile and 10 furlong stamina i mean and they've took him to showcase and to get some speed now showcasing's a magnificent stallion he's got he gives a lot of speed now what I'm thinking here is because he showed a bit of speed on his debut and you wouldn't think it with with the stamina on the bottom of his page, um, that showcasing is is already injecting his genes into this horse. Now normally he'll get the, the they won't start getting the male genes till you know till they're starting to change shape around October November. That's when the male genes start to take over from the the dam. Uh, and the male stamps himself into the um, colt or the filly when they're like, you know, getting into a bit too, you know, when they're two-year-olds and they come out, it's all female, it's all the dam that's got their, her genes into the into the horse, into the foal. 
Uh, but I'm thinking this showcasing he stamped this uh, Queen of Deauville all over with the speed. So all all of his genes are coming from his, his father instead of his mother early on, which is, it's not unusual, but it, I mean, it is unusual, but it's not, um, you know, it's not like impossible. A lot of, uh, some horses um, do do that. So showcasing, obviously stamps his uh, self, uh, his genes into his stock, plus um, he upgrades his mares. And that's a good thing, but a lot of these stallions don't upgrade their mares. They're decent stallions, but you get a lot of these really good stallions that upgrade their mares, and that's what you want. So you want, you know, if you've got a dam that that won a race off eighty or ninety, and you get a good stallion that upgrades it, you could have a um, listed or group three horse, something like that, instead of you know the top class dams, um, hundred and ten, hundred and twenty sort sort of thing, which is probably out of the re the range of price wise for for the normal guy you know and all of those are gets bought up by the big the big uh, you know the big owners and stuff like that so as i say you can always dream now i just like this yes sad i did really, i tipped it last time i couldn't believe we got beat but it was a really good race i mean it's a lot of i mean they've got it rated 97 now i'm thinking it's like at least 100 this horse is at least 100 and i think that he's not the finished article i think he's got more to come today uh tomorrow sorry yasat and he is 16 to 1 i think we're going to get an excellent run from yasat i also think we're going to get an excellent run from dramatized which is a stable companion and I, I would, if, if, if you put a gun to me head, I would say Dramatise might win the race. But obviously with Yassat being 16 to 1, I've got the, um, you know, I wanted to win sort of for the price. And I tipped it last time out and um, I'm really keen on this horse sort of thing. He's not like the sexy horse, like the Love Reigns, uh, you know, the American Wesley Ward. And uh, another thing, Arad Ortiz is in town, absolutely brilliant jockey. Probably the best jockey in the world, Arad Ortiz, in my opinion. Um, so we'll see him t um, today and tomorrow, Arad. And I can't believe uh, today I've already tipped um, a horse from Wesley Ward's, you know, Golden Pal. And he's drifting out to 7-2. How the hell is Golden Pal drifting out in that Australian thing? Uh, which is quite fast, you know, Australian thing is coming in at 2-1. Golden Pal 72, I just can't understand this. Golden Pal is an absolute um, machine. If Golden Pal gets beat the day, I just won't, will not believe it. And I'm quite angry why it's drifting. I mean, who is, who, who's putting these prices up? What sort of people are, what sort of people are tipping horses at Royal Ascot? I mean, it's all opinion, Get don't get me wrong. If Golden Pal brings his game today, he won't get beat, right? And that's the end of it. It's just absolutely ridiculous how he's drifting out of 72 and I'm getting angry about it because it's like I'm thinking, what's going on? Is there something untoward? I mean, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm thinking. There's no way Golden Pal should be drifting. It should be coming in. It should be odds on. It should be a four to five shot all day and every day unless most of these punters haven't got a clue about American horses um, and stuff like that. So that's all I'm thinking. Um, do they watch American racing? Had did they just see Golden Pal, you know, once when he runs in the, uh, the Breeders' Cup or something like that? Were they not around last year when I said Golden Pal's probably the best horse I've ever seen? Stuff like that. Where are they? you know? I couldn't under. I just cannot understand how Golden Pal's drifting. It's it's just ridiculous. Well, anyway, we'll get on with this, cause I'm getting angry. 
I just think there's something untoward if it's drifting. It should not be drifting. If there's something wrong with the horse, if it's either got an injury, it shouldn't run. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to hear excuses after the race because if Golden Pal brings his A game, there is no horse on this planet going to beat him. It's as simple as that. Australian, I know Australian, and I know for a fact that some of these Australian horses have, um, have been diddly doodling with that little needle in the past, uh, you know, in the past, because they do get up to nonsense like that. So I hope that that's not the case with this Australian horse today because I'll not be very happy. Uh, so anyway, um, what was I saying? Yes, I've tipped Yassat, um, and also I think obviously the Wesley Ward horse uh, lead the race could stay there, but I think Yassat might get a toe in and just take it, and then you've got Dramatized coming from the other side, and there is speed both sides, so you could just back both of them one side, Dramatized and Yassat, and you could include um, Love Reigns and the Exotics. Right, we'll move on to race two, that's the Queen's Vars. Right, let's have a look at the Queen's Vars, and that kicks off at 3.05. It's a group two, and it's over one mile, six furlongs. And the favourite is seven, Nahani, at 72. Now, Nahani was 17, seventh, sorry, seventh of 17 in the Derby. Um... And he's going an extra two furlongs today. He does look like a steer if you look at him, and he's and he is um yeah, there is stamina a lot of stamina on the dam side to get this. He's got a one mile five furlong winner there on the bottom. So I thought he was interesting. Um, seventy two. He's been backed in as well. He's got a good chance. Um, definitely plays prospects. I don't think he'll win though, but I could be wrong. The one ass just loved it, loved it. and well there was two that stood out to me and one might lack of a bit of an experience that's Eldor, Eldorov has got a um, bit of stamina on the bottom and by the bar we all at sea by sea the stars on the damn side Um, there's a lot of stamina there Um, half it I thought half it might lead the race number six half it uh, James Doyle for Charlie Appleby you know, it is fast pace, and I thought he could just stay there, you know, that half it. But he, I was just wondering, he, he hasn't got the stamina on the bottom. He's like a 10 furlong, uh, 10 furlong. Like, you're pushing it to get one for mile five, but it, as I say, it is good firm, so it could just work out, you know. It just depends the pace of the race. If he goes slow and like cat and mouse sort of game, and then he sprints at the end, that's that's how he could win the race that half it because he has got that speed um but if it turns into a stamina um test i think this i do like al Karim as well i did tip al Karim last time out um and he's got a lot of stamina and i think he was a good race he won he won that easy um uh, on the bottom if you look on the bottom he's got quite a decent pedigree as well um to be up to this group two standard so um, even though last time was a handicap, I think Al Karim is not a bad horse. Um, as I say, I did tip him last time, and I think he's got more improvement to come. But I'm telling you, there's one horse to me that stands out a mile above everything, and that's number three, Baltic Bird. Um, he's he's a Frankel. He's, he's out of a German line on the bottom, and there's absolutely tons of class, absolutely magnificent German class stamina. Um, his dam won the um Prix Vermeil. 
over a mile and a half at at uh, long champ um so that you've got that class and he looks an absolute steer this uh, Baltic bird his last race was at Yarmouth 11 and a half furlongs he was second at Hader but obviously that was his second run to New Comedy New Comedy is a decent horse he was just learning and obviously Rav Havlin was riding there Love Rav Havlin will not even try to win on these new horses he's always trying to learn them if if they're ready you know if they're in place to win he'll try and win the race but he's more of a teacher of a horse Rav Havlin when he's on the the horse a new horse so that's why I always sort of tend to book Rav. I never sort of, uh, I don't like Rav Havlin on debutants because he's always trying to teach them. But I had, I did tip a couple of them last week that won because I thought the pedigrees were that good. They'll just win anyway. Uh, so, you know, you've got to think about that. But he does tend to teach the horse rather than go for the win, as I say. So it's a lot this horse will have gotten that experience that magnificent experience taught by the that jockey Ralph Allen so he is a good teacher of um young horses uh, when he's riding them he teaches them to win and and, and now Frankie de Tor will be getting reaping the rewards of that that ride by Ralph Havlin um so we've got your naval college uh, he beat hit Last time at Yarmouth with 11 and a half furlongs, Naval College, three and three quarter length. And um, but if you look on the bottom, he's got so much class. Um, he's by Franco on the top and Baltic Baroness, who was a, who was a group one winner in France. Um, and there's loads of stamina all down the bottom. The second dam, dam, third dam, absolutely. It's, this horse is just bred for this race and to win this race. Um, number 11 perfect alibi got a good little pedigree um one last time at newbury I, I think it was given the race rather at newbury last time out it sort of led the race and sort of just got away with it but it's still got it, it's owned by the queen just going to get a good run out of that today uh, so that's going to go close uh, and you've got some good horses ruler legend a, a decent uh, enough horse from tommy stack and um well fuzzy stack now isn't it Typewriter from Andrew Bolden. That's not a bad horse either. Um, it's ran some really good races. Uh, but I do like this Baltic bird and I've tipped it 10 to 1. I think this is a magnificent horse. I'll, I'll just be in absolute despair if it gets beat. I think this race is made for it down to a T. So that's my tip in this race is number 3 Baltic bird and it's currently 10 to 1. I'd recommend a bet on that horse. Um, Baltic Bird, that's tomorrow in the Queen's Vars. Right, the next race we've got, let's have a look. Oh, yes, this is um, the Prince of Wales Stakes, it's a group one over 10 furlongs, that's 340 on Wednesday. Now, the favourite is Bay Bridge on the back of that Sandown run. And he was given a rating of a 126 RPR and he's carrying nine stone two. So if he add that 12 pounds to 126, he's on 138 today. Now, if you can believe it. Now he did look, he has won every, all his races and had a good education. Um, he got beat at Kempton and then he's won every race since then, starting from the 7th of April, 2021. But the races that only been 29 grand, um, you know, handicap, he won a 15 grand handicap. He was in a 29 grand uh, listed race last time. 
and now we went up to group three and won it by five length and beat Mostaha five length and it was easy and he's gone a one two six for that but if you look at and I mean obviously he's got that um ability to improve again and he it, it it's looking like he's got the best rating yeah but he hasn't been up against the type of horses um number three Sharia has or uh number four state of rest or two Lord North which I I mean, I think Lord North is going to go close here today again. Um, he's an absolutely brilliant horse. How can he, a horse like Lord North be 13 to 2 in a race like this? It's absolutely madness. Uh, and obviously, you've got that uh, Japanese winner of, uh, in the World Cup who beat Yebert by a neck. Now, he he's, looks a really good horse. Um, he's run a few races in Japanese, but those Japanese horses, uh, and he's by the sire's deep impact now i think deep impact's dead now i think he died um but he's got a lot of good horses hasn't he um and they do import a lot of decent dams and that and they spend a lot of money on the stock so um that sharia is going to be hard to beat i thought that this race is between number three sharia and number two lord north and obviously Bearbridge has got that potential to improve again, but I don't know where it's getting that one two six from. To be honest with you, on a, from a Group Three race, yes, it beat Mosty by five lengths easily, but I don't think looking at the race, were they even trying to win? Uh, any of them oppositions? <clears throat> well, how can I, I just can't understand how a horse like Sharia can be a hundred to thirty? It's been running against the best horses in the world. And a horse like Lord North, who's been running against the best horses in the world, the best Group 1 horses in the world, and obviously he's had excuses, and if he wasn't, he's 100%, he would have probably won them races. He hasn't been 100% since last season. He does come good on the... Uh, he does come good, and he does take a bit, uh, a couple of races. He's had two, two races already this season since February. Um... Well, he did come out in the winter uh, derby thing and he was second to Alan Quirt. And Alan Quirt's a good horse, a very good horse. That's improved a lot, that horse. Um, but I don't think Lord North has been at his best this year. He did win at Maidan in a 141 Group 1 race, but I didn't think he was at his best. Um, he is a six-year-old, so he's got plenty of time to um, improve again. I think he's, you know... I can't believe he's six to one. You're north in the race like this against Bay Bridge, who ran against absolutely nothing. It's just mind-boggling to me how you know. So I, I recommend it. You could even do the trigas three, four, and two a trifecta with three, four, and two anywhere around, and just leave that favourite out because uh, the Charer state of rest and Lord North to me are far, far, far in advance better horses than this favourite Bay Bridge. Who's just got potential, obviously, but five to four favourite. I don't know what's going on here. Right, so I've tipped Lord North and Cherry. I think you can back both of them and you'll collect uh, and do the exacta. Right, we'll move on to the 420. Let's have a look what we've got here. This is the Duke of Cambridge Stakes. It's a Group 2, Phillies and Mares, over a mile. The favourite is Saffron Beach, a very good horse uh, by Jane Chapel. I am, um, 
I think it's close between Baskarova. I think I was loved the run last time by Baskarova Epsom. I think he's improving. I think he'll improve again from his last rating. Um, and I think he'll beat Saffron Beach. Uh, Baskarova's five to one. Saffron Beach is nine to four. Obviously, they both will improve for their debuts. Um, Baskarova's had this is his third run, so he should be at absolute peak now. I think uh, Saffron Beach. Uh, it's just reaching peak and probably might need one more run see because you know you always say the third run in horses like this is the absolute peak uh, in the season so I think Baskarova will beat Saffron Beach in that race now we're going to the big handicap the Cavalry Charge which is the Royal Hunt Cup So basically, you just stick a pin in. So what I've done basically, I've had a look at the, the ratings of this race and I've had a look at some of the conditioners. Um, and I've basically put the ratings and conditioners together and I've come out with... The result is... I'll tell you. I've went for number six symbolize, which is Andrew Bolden, twelve to one. He ran a hundred and nine last time out at Thursday. He does like Ascot. He really loves Ascot. This track. Um, he normally goes seven furlongs, but I think he'll stay this mile easily. Um, it might even improve over it. Um, and I like him to win. Now, obviously, I've got uh, Magical Morning. He's got top weight, number one, Magic Morning. But I think he's a really good horse. He always runs a good race. Uh, totally Charming. That's number 26. 17, Isla Kai. I like that horse, trained by Tinkler. And number 14, Cryfton. Now, there's a load of horses in here, which which could win this race it's just what what you fancy you might have a different opinion to me if you've got a different opinion just stick with it because it is one of those races um i would say you know look for a trainer that's a good conditioner um and don't don't worry about the rating the ratings often put you put you in a different place in these races they're all a few pounds between each other in these races right and if the conditioner's got he's got this horse ready it's going to run the race of its life so forget about the price just look at the condition the trainer if you've got him profiled um it's well worth having a go i mean there's a lot of pro conditioners in this race as well um so these this is how difficult it is because you've got so many conditioners now I thought one of the the top conditioners at the moment is that uh, Bowie he's got number twenty six totally charming. Now he wouldn't he was he beat he won at Epsom in a thirty nine grand race last time out off a one o three, so that gives him like one sixteen a day. I mean there is higher rated horses in this race on one twenties, the likes of the the one I've got uh, symbolised. He's got one twenty with the you know the. 
that um, claim. He's got a good claim on that claims five. So that brings him to 120. But even 116 with a conditioner, he'll run that. He'll, if he's conditioned by the conditioner, I mean, he'll run extra lengths easily. So I thought Totally Charming was one to concentrate on as well because of the, the trainer he does. He's a conditioner of these horses. Now he was conditioning his two-year-olds last season. Look what's happened. He's not conditioning him to win first time out, is he? He's concentrating on his three-year-olds this season. So that's how they play. They get you, because so, everyone would have backed about his two-year-olds this season and none of them were conditioned to win. So that's how they get you. That's how they trick you. The, the little buggers, man. And... Um, so he's con now I, I know he's concentrating on his three-year-olds more than his two-year-olds. He's probably going to do that again next season. His three-year-olds will be conditioned, not his... Uh, and, you know, he could condition both next season, but let's stick. I think he's looking more long-term after that season. I got him off the ground with his two-year-olds. He's looking more long-term now, so I'll just change his um, stance to conditioning his three-year-olds. I mean, you can't do both, can you? You can either do one or the other because you just haven't got enough stuff and enough time to do both. So I thought they were more interesting. So I've got number 6, 1, 26, 17 and 14, 60 tricast. But as I say, there's a lot of horses in this race. If you fancy something else, um, if you've got, if you had a, studied this race for a long time, um, I mean, I've, I've had a look at her for about an hour and um even longer and that's enough for me if, I, if you lose you lose it's as simple as that's one of them races and if you go on to the website james-wiley.com you'll see the the tip for the um the windsor castle and the tip for the 610 which is the kensington palace stakes on the website there And that's it for me today and I'll see you tomorrow. Right, let's have a look at the Queen's Vars and that kicks off at 3.05. It's a group two and it's over one mile, six furlongs. And the favourite is seven Nahani at 72. Now Nahani was 17, 7th, sorry, 7th of 17 in the Derby. Um... And he's going an extra two furlongs today. He does look like a steer if you look at him, and he's and he is um yeah, there is stamina a lot of stamina on the dam side to get this. He's got a one mile five furlong winner there on the bottom. So I thought he was interesting. Um, seventy two. He's been backed in as well. He's got a good chance. Um, definitely plays prospects. I don't think he'll win though, but I could be wrong. The one I just loved, loved, and well, there was two that stood out to me, and one might lack of a bit of an experience. That's Eldor, Elderov has got a um, bit of stamina on the bottom, and uh, by the bar we all at sea by sea the stars on the dam side, um, there's a lot of stamina there. Um, Harfit, I thought Harfit might lead the race number six. Harfit, uh, James Doyle for Charlie Appleby. You know, it is fast pace, and I thought he could just stay there, you know, that Horford. But he, I was just wondering, he hasn't got the stamina on the bottom. He's like a 10 furlong, uh, 10 furlong, like 
who you're pushing it to get one for mile five but it as i say it is good firm so it could just work out you know it just depends the pace of the race if he goes slow and like cat and mouse sort of game and then he sprints at the end that's that's how he could win the race that half because he has got that speed um but if it turns into a stamina um test i think this i do like al karim as well i did tip al karim last time out um and he's got a lot of stamina and i think he was a good race he won he won that easy um uh, on the bottom if you look on the bottom he's got quite a decent pedigree as well um to be up to this group two standard so um even though last time was a handicap i think al karim is not a bad horse um as i say i did tip him last time and i think he's got more improvement to come but i'm telling you there's one horse to me that stands out a mile above everything and that's number three baltic bird um he's, he's a frankel he's, he's out of a german line on the bottom and there's absolutely tons of class absolutely magnificent german class stamina Um, his dam won the um preaks vermeil over a mile and a half it it, it uh, long champ um so that you've got that class and he looks an absolute steer this uh baltic bird his last race was at yarmouth 11 and a half furlongs he was second at here but obviously that was his second run to new comedy new comedy is a decent horse he was just learning and obviously rav Havlin was riding there love rav Havlin will not even try to win on these new horses he's always trying to learn them if if they're ready you know if they're in place to win he'll try and win the race but he's more of a teacher of a horse rav Havlin, when he's on the the horse a new horse so that's why i always sort of tend to book rav i never sort of uh, I don't like Rav Havlin on debutants because he's always trying to teach them. But I had I did tip a couple of them last week that won because I thought the pedigrees were that good. They'll just win anyway. Uh, so, you know, you've got to think about that. But he does tend to teach the horse rather than go for the win, as I say. So it's a lot. This horse will have gotten that experience, that magnificent experience taught by the that jockey Rav Havlin. So he is a good teacher of um, young horses. Uh, when he's riding them, he teaches them to win, and 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 now Frankie de Tor will be getting reaping the rewards of that, that ride by Rav Havlin. Um, mm -hmm. So we've got your Naval College. Uh, he beat hit last time at Yarmouth with eleven and a half furlongs. Naval College three and three quarter length, and um, but if you look on the bottom, he's got so much class. Um, he's by Frankel on the top in Baltic Baroness. Who was it was a group one winner in France um and there's loads of stamina all down the bottom the second dam dam third dam absolutely it's, this horse is just bred for this race and to win this race um number 11 perfect alibi got a good little pedigree um one last time at Newbury I, I think it was given the race rather at Newbury last time out it sort of led the race and Thought it just got away with it, but it's still got it. It's owned by the Queen, just gonna get a good run out of that today. Uh, so that's gonna go close. Uh, and you've got some good horses, ruler legend, a, a decent uh, enough horse from Tommy Stack. And um, well, Fozzie Stack now, isn't it? Typewriter from Andrew Bolden. That's not a bad horse either. Um, they've run some really good races. Uh, but I do like this Baltic bird and I've tipped it 10 to 1. I think this is a magnificent horse. I'll, I'll just be in absolute despair if it gets beat. I think this race is made for it down to a T. So 
that's my tip in this race is number three bolted bird and it's currently 10 to 1 i'd recommend a bet on that horse um bolted bird that's tomorrow in the queen's vase right the next race we've got let's have a look oh yes this is um the prince of wales stakes it's a group one over 10 furlongs that's 340 on wednesday now the favorite is bay bridge on the back of that sand down run and he was given a rating of a 126 rpr and he's carrying nine stone two so if you add that 12 pounds to 126 he's on 138 today now if you can believe it now he did look he has won every, all his races and had a good education um, he got beat at Kempton and then he's won every race since then, starting from the 7th of April 2021. But the races that only been 29 grand, um, you know, handicap, he won a 15 grand handicap. He was in a 29 grand uh, listed race last time. And now he went up to Group 3 and won it by 5 length and beat Mostaha 5 length and it was easy. And he's gone a 126 for that. But if you look at... And, I mean, obviously, he's got that um, ability to improve again. And he it, it it's looking like he's got the best rating here. But he hasn't been up against the type of horses um, number three, Sharia has, or uh, number four, State of Rest, or two, Lord North, which I I mean, I think Lord North is going to go close here today again. Um, he's an absolutely brilliant horse. How can he, a horse like Lord North be 13 to 2 in a race like this? It's absolutely madness. Uh, and obviously you've got that uh, Japanese winner of, uh, in the World Cup who beat Yebert by a neck. Now he's he's looks a really good horse. Um, he's run a few races in Japanese, but those Japanese horses, uh, and he's by the sire's Deep Impact. Now I think Deep Impact's dead now. I think he died. Um, but he's got a lot of good horses, hasn't he? Um, and they do import a lot of decent dams and that and they spend a lot of money on the stock so um that sharia is going to be hard to beat i thought that this race is between number three sharia and number two lord north and obviously bay bridge has got that potential to improve again but i don't know where it's getting that one two six from to be honest with you on a from a group three race yes it beat mosty by five lengths easily but I don't think, looking at the race, were they even trying to win? Uh, any of them oppositions? <clears throat> well, how can I, I just can't understand how a horse like Sharia can be 130. It's been running against the best horses in the world. And a horse like Lord North, who's been running against the best horses in the world, the best group one horses in the world. And obviously he's had excuses and... Oh, if he wasn't, he's 100%, he would have probably won them races. He hasn't been 100% since last season. He does come good on the... Uh, he does come good and he does take a bit. Uh, a couple of races. He's had two, two races already this season since February. Um, well, he did come out in the winter uh, derby thing and he was second to Alan Quirn. And Alan Quirn's a good horse, a very good horse. That's improved a lot, that horse. Um but I don't think Lord North has been at his best this year. He did win at Maidan in a 141 Group 1 race, but I didn't think he was at his best. Um, he is a six-year-old, so he's got plenty of time to um, improve again. I think he's, you know, 
I can't believe he's six to one. You're nothing in the race like this against Bay Bridge, who has run against absolutely nothing. It's just mind-boggling to me how you know. So I, I recommend it. You could even do the trigas three, four, and two a trifecta with three, four, and two anywhere around, and just leave that favourite out, because uh, the Charer state of rest and Lord North to me are far, far, far in advance better horses in this favourite Bay Bridge, who's just got potential, obviously. But five to four favourite, I don't know what's going on here. Right, so I've tipped Lord North and Cherry. I think he can back both of them and he'll collect uh, and do the exactor. Right, we'll move on to the 420. Let's have a look what we've got here. This is the Duke of Cambridge Stakes. It's a group two, fillies and mares, over a mile. The favourite is Saffron Beach, a very good horse uh, by Jane Chapel. I am... Um, I think it, it's close between Baskarova. I think I was loved the run last time by Baskarova Epsom. I think he's improving. I think he'll improve again from his last rating. Um, and I think he'll beat Saffron Beach. Uh, Baskarova's five to one. Saffron Beach is nine to four. Obviously, they both will improve for their debuts. Um, Baskarova's had this is his third run, so he should be at absolute peak now i think uh, saffron beach uh is just reaching peak and probably might need one more run see because you know you always say the third run in horses like this is the absolute peak uh in the season so i think baskarova will beat saffron beach in that race now we're going to the big handicap the cavalry charge which is the Royal Hunt Cup. So basically you just stick a pin in. So what I've done basically, I've had a look at the, the ratings of this race and I've had a look at some of the conditioners. Um, and I've basically put the ratings and conditioners together and I've come out with, the result is, Tell you, I've went for number six symbolize, which is Andrew Bolden, twelve to one. He ran a hundred and nine last time out at Thursday. He does like Ascot. He really loves Ascot. This track. Um, he normally goes seven furlongs, but I think he'll stay this mile easily. Um, he might even improve over it. Um, and I like him to win. Now, obviously, I've got a Magical Morning. He's got top weight, number one, Magic Morning, but I think he's a really good horse. He always runs a good race. Uh, totally Charming. That's number 26. 17, Isla Kai. I like that horse, trained by Tinkler. And number 14, Cruyffton. Now, there's a load of horses in here which, which could win this race. It's just what, what you fancy. You might have a different opinion to me. If you've got a different opinion, just stick with it because it is one of those races. Um, I would say, you know, look for a trainer that's a good conditioner. Um, 
and don't don't worry about the rating the ratings that often put you put you in a different place in these races they're all a few pounds between each other in these races right and if the condition has got he's got this horse ready it's going to run the race of its life so forget about the price just look at the condition the trainer if you've got him profiled um it's well worth having a go i mean there's a lot of pro conditioners in this race as well um so these this is how difficult it is because you've got so many conditioners now I thought one of the the top conditioners at the moment is that uh, Bowie he's got number twenty six totally charming. Now he wouldn't he was he beat, he won at Epsom in a thirty nine grand race last time out off a one o three, so that gives him like one sixteen a day. I mean there is higher rated horses in this race on one twenties, the likes of the the one I've got uh, symbolise that he's got one twenty with the you know the that um claim he's got a good claimer on that claims five so that brings him to 120 but even 116 with a conditioner he'll run that he'll, if he's conditioned by the conditioner i mean he'll run extra lengths easily so i thought totally charming was one to concentrate on as well because of the the trainer he does He's a conditioner of these horses. Now he was conditioning his two-year-olds last season. Look what's happened. He's not conditioning him to win first time out, is he? He's concentrating on his three-year-olds this season. So that's how they play it. They get you, because so, everyone would have backed about his two-year-olds this season and none of them were conditioned to win. So that's how they get you. That's how they trick you. The, the little buggers, man. And... Um, so he's con now I, I know he's concentrating on his three-year-olds more than his two-year-olds. He's probably going to do that again next season. His three-year-olds will be conditioned, not his... Uh, and, you know, he could condition both next season, but let's stick. I think he's looking more long-term after that season. I got him off the ground with his two-year-olds. He's looking more long-term now, so I'll just change his um, stance to conditioning his three-year-olds. I mean, you kind of do both, can you? You either do one or the other because you just haven't got enough stuff and enough time to do both. So I thought they're more interesting. So I've got number six, one, 26, 17 and 14, 60 tricast. But as I say, there's a lot of horses in this race. If you fancy something else, um, if you've got, if you have studied this race for a long time, um, I mean, I've, I've had a look at her for about an hour and um even longer and that's enough for me if, I, if you lose you lose it's as simple as that's one of them races and if you go on to the website james-wiley.com you'll see the the tip for the um the windsor castle and the tip for the 610 which is the kensington palace stakes on the website there And that's it for me today and I'll see you tomorrow. Welcome to Wednesday's podcast, Royal Ascot. This is a flat racing guru. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Flat Racing Guru UK. And ask to follow. Uh, if you want the website, it's james wilycom Or if you want to listen to this podcast, just go to any podcast and 
type in Flat Racing Guru UK and obviously you're listening to it anyway so it'll be on Anchor or um, Spotify and all those places I Apple and stuff like that right we're concentrating on Wednesday uh, at Royal Ascot there's two two-year-old races that's the Queen Mary and at 5.35 you've got the Windsor Castle uh, so we'll start off at the 2.30 race um, an interesting two-year-old race um, we've got an American horse um, from Wesley Ward uh, obviously we I'm not I'm not sure that we can actually rate their horses because um, they're given speed figures. Now, I can transfer speed figures in the States to British um, handicap ratings. I can do that for you, say, when it comes to the Breeders' Cup because I wouldn't rely on UK ratings um, for these American horses when they come over. But what is, they haven't been rated yet, so we're just you, they're just sort of guesses on the ratings. Well, I think Love Reigns is, is it's not the 100, to be honest with you. I think it is a fast horse. Love Reigns is a fast horse, but I don't think it's got a 100 rating. It did win easily last time at Keeneland, five and a half furlong over Rivka on the firm. But, you know, the, them races, I you know the, I don't think they're as strong as our races. Uh, our five furlong is to be honest with you, at Keeneland, um obviously it's it's pedigree on the bottom um is pretty much european so it's obviously quite decent you know and he obviously knows wesley ward knows what he needs to bring here so it's definitely got a chance um i have got it like first second or third so you know it's um but as i say i don't think it's um should be the favorite i think number three dramatized should be the favorite easily i think that's the best horse in the race um, what it is, it's drawn 17 as well. I'm not sure what's, how the draw's going to play out. That's my only quandary. Because I think if Love Reigns goes um, fast from drawn 5, that's a low draw. And there's loads of pace in this race. I've had a look at this race. And uh, and if you want to have a look at all of my uh, pedigree beef from this 2-year-olds, just go to, to my 2-year-old archives and have a look at the bottom I've got all of the races and the pedigrees and my comments, but that I've done myself. It's lot, lot, I mean, it's a lot of study. I mean, it takes absolutely ages to do, um, to go through all the pedigrees to every unraced horse for the first three months of the season, the two-year-old season, and it's all on. Um, I put it on the page, but it's all on um, my YouTube channel, Flat Racing Guru UK, and just look at the two-year-old um, pedigree briefs. And just go down them slowly and you can read it's an absolutely brilliant source to get winners for um i don't know why more people don't use it because if you just go through that or spend a couple of hours through that you'll get find loads of winners and then in within the week from horses that's in them big briefs of what i've said um it's a very good source so anyway this is a lot this, this race has a fast pace to it um so I was thinking, I tipped a horse last time at York, if you remember, I tipped Yasat Yassat in the in the York meeting, the big York meeting, and Yasat led, um, I don't think it was necessarily on the best side of the track because sometimes they, they morph to the low, um, sometimes it suits the high draws, sometimes it suits the low draws at York, um, but he, he was, number, that's number 21, Yasat, trained by uh, 
called Burton, ridden by Clifford Lee. Now, he led the, the field. He had them absolutely beat. Uh, but what happened is he had, was a bit keen in pillow talk, which was his stable companion, come and got him on the line. But th those two horses were clear of the rest. Um, the, the other horses just couldn't get into the race. Now, I was thinking in this race, we've got this American horse from Wesley Ward, who is going to go close, let's be honest. Um, it's a very fast horse. Um, and if he leads this you know, if 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 um, Love Reigns leads the race from the low draw, um, that's going to suit our horse. Um, yeah, sat down to the ground. He's going to get a toe into the race instead of being keen and having to lead. You know, so that American speed is going to take him into the race. In this race, often you get it. Wesley Ward will have a horse leading the race, and it'll get done late on. They always get done late on off a UK or Irish horse. That that's you know staying on just at the end but now the ground's really fast so um the the front runners i are going to stay there according to me so i think yasat it'll get a little bit of a toe off love reigns love reigns might stay there he might win the race uh, and now we've got to look at the other side of the thing dramatized now dramatized does like to get a get a lead but he, ha he has got a bit pace so and there's a lot of pace as well on the other side on high draw so Dramatise could sort of merge in from halfway and um, sort of get into the front, front, um, you know, into the front of the, the line with um, Love Reigns and Yasat. So there'll be Yasat, Love Reigns, there'll be other horses there in the front as well. It's just what lasts out longest. But I think um, Yasat and Dramatise have got the best, or the best horses uh, ratings wise. So I think um, there's other horses I put here, which have I put, um, I put Maria Branwell on 113, all the time, which is the Royal Ascot Racing Club, that's a big price, uh, that could improve mind, and the the other horse I thought was very, very interesting, because he's not bred, uh, on the top he's bred, but on the bottom it's all stamina, this is that Queen of Doville, now I thought this horse was very interesting, if they do go a very, very fast pace, which I'm like, half of these horses just are bred to burn rubber so um i thought queen of doville i mean look at the bottom of his pedigree it's all stamina um it's all stamina to mile and mile and 10 furlong stamina i mean and they've took him to showcasing to get some speed now showcasing's a magnificent stallion he's got he gives a lot of speed now what I'm thinking here is because he showed a bit of speed on his debut and you wouldn't think it with with the stamina on the bottom of his page, um, that showcasing is is already injecting his genes into this horse. Now normally he'll get the, the they won't start getting the male genes till you know till they're starting to change shape around October November. That's when the male genes start to take over from the the dam. Uh, and the male stamps himself into the um, colt or the filly when they're like, you know, getting into a bit too, you know, when they're two-year-olds and they come out, it's all female, it's all the dam that's got their, her genes into the into the horse, into the foal. Uh, but I'm thinking this showcasing, he stamped this uh, Queen of Doville all over with the speed. So all all of his genes are coming from his, his father instead of his mother early on, which is... It's not unusual, but it, I mean, it is unusual, but it's not, um, you know, it's not like impossible. A lot of uh, some horses, um, do do that, so showcasing 
obviously stamps his uh, self, uh, his jeans into his stock, plus um, he upgrades his mares, and that's a good thing, but a lot of these stallions don't upgrade their mares, they're decent stallions, but you get a lot of these really good stallions that upgrade their mares, and that's what you want, so you want, you know, if you've got a damn that, that won a race off 80 or 90, and you get a good stallion that upgrades it, you could have a um, listed or group three horse, something like that instead of you know the top class dams and um, 110 120 sort sort of thing which is probably out of the re the range of price wise for for the normal guy you know and all of those are gets bought up by the big the big uh, you know the big owners and stuff like that so as i say you can always dream now i just like this yes i did really i tipped it last time i couldn't believe we got beat but it was a really good race i mean it's a lot of I mean, they've got it rated 97. Now, I think it's like at least 100, this horse. is at least 100. And I think that he's not the finished article. I think he's got more to come today, uh, tomorrow, sorry, Yassat. And he is 16 to 1. I think we're going to get an excellent run from Yassat. I also think we're going to get an excellent run from Dramatized, which is a stable companion. And I, I, I would, if, if, if you put a gun to me head, I would say Dramatized might win the race. But obviously, with Yassat being 16 to 1 I've got the um you know I wanted to win sort of for the price and I tipped it last time out and um I'm really keen on this horse sort of thing he's not like the sexy horse like the love reigns uh you know the American Wesley Ward and uh, another thing Arad Ortiz is in town absolutely brilliant jockey probably the best jockey in the world Arad Ortiz in my opinion um so we'll see him t um today and tomorrow Arad and I can't believe uh, today I've already tipped um, a horse from Wesley Ward's, you know, Golden Pal. And he's drifting out to 7-2. How the hell is Golden Pal drifting out in that Australian thing? Uh, which is quite fast, you know, Australian thing is coming in at 2-1. to Golden Pal 7-2. I just can't understand this. Golden Pal is an absolute um, machine. If Golden Pal gets beat the day, I just won't, will not believe it. And I'm quite angry why it's drifting. I mean, who is who? Who's putting these prices up? What sort of people are? What sort of people are tipping horses at Royal Ascot? I mean, it's all opinion. Get don't get me wrong. If Golden Pal brings his game today, he won't get beat, right? And that's the end of it. It's just absolutely ridiculous how he's drifting out of seven to two, and I'm getting angry about it because it's like I'm thinking, what's going on? Is there something untoward? I mean, you know what I mean. So that's what I'm thinking. There's no way Golden Pal should be drifting. It should be coming in. It should be odds on. It should be a four to five shot all day and every day. Unless most of these punters haven't got a clue about American horses um, and stuff like that. So that's all I'm thinking. Um, do they watch American racing? Or do they just see Golden Pal, you know, once when he runs in the, uh, the Breeders' Cup something like that were they not around last year when i said golden pals probably the best horse i've ever seen stuff like that where are you know i couldn't under i just kind of understand how golden pals drift it's, it's just ridiculous well anyway we'll get on with this because i'm getting angry i just think there's something untoward if it's drifting it should not be drifting if there's something wrong with the horse if it's either got an injury it shouldn't run do you know what I mean? I don't want to hear excuses after the race because if Golden Pal brings his A game, there is no horse on this planet going to beat him. It's as simple as that. Australian, I know Australian, and I know for a fact that some of these Australian horses have um, 
have been diddly doodling with that little needle in the past, uh, you know, in the past, because the, they do get up to nonsense like that. So I hope that that's not the case with this Australian horse today, because I'll not be very happy. Uh, so anyway, um, what was I saying? Yes, I've tipped Yassat, um, and also I think, obviously, the Wesley Ward horse uh, lead the race, could stay there, but I think Yassat might get a toe in and just take it, and then you've got Dramatise coming from the other side, and there is speed both sides, so you could just back both of them one side, Dramatise and Yassat, and you could include um, Love Reigns and the Exotics. Right, we'll move on to race two, that's the Queen's Vars, 